Oh, hi. I'm your host, Kyle Brownrigg, and welcome to Best Actress, discussing Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress Oscar wins, who we feel should have won, and why. So much. Five elegant and talented women who are nominated for the best achievement by an actress this evening. They are Kate Blanchett in Elizabeth, Fernanda Montenegro in Central Station, Gwyneth Paltrow in Shakespeare in Love. Meryl Streep in One True Thing. Emily Watson in Hillary and Jackie. And the Oscar goes to Gwyneth Paltrow, Shakespeare in Love. Hello and welcome to another episode of Best Actress. Uh, I am joined today by one of my best friends, Liz Dory, also a movie lover. Hello, Liz. Thank you so much for joining. Hi, thanks for having me. So <laughs> this year we're going to be discussing the one and only Gwyneth. <laughs> so this was um, suggested by you and I have to ask, why Gwyneth? I love her. I love her. I love her. And I know that that is... Um, an unpopular opinion more so before there's a lot of gay guys like hissing right now like (laughs) exactly the sunlight was just cast on them and they're coming out um I know it's one of those things like I've always thought she was super stylish she's hilarious and um I don't know she just has a lot of rich people interests which you know I think a lot of these people who are like her do but she's just brave enough to be like yeah, this is my $1,600 foot cream. Deal with it. So I, I really like her. That's true. That. That's true. You know, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I actually am, I'm going to say indifferent to her now. But there was a long time where um, I was maybe not mm-hmm. a fan. Not necessarily of her work, but just sort of like her celebrity. Her lifestyle. Yeah, like it just sort of was like, you know, it's hard to relate to her she's like well my first boyfriend was brad pitt you're like okay Mm -hmm. bitch (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i know know she's yeah she's just she's uh but i mean at the same time like she's gorgeous like it makes sense Mm -hmm. um but uh i was excited to watch this now obviously um as a good gay like i've seen shakespeare (laughs) in love like fifteen thousand times like obviously um but let's talk about this actual academy award year so this was 1999 academy awards and this was an extremely controversial year because everybody thought that saving private ryan was the odds on favor to win the academy award it had a summer release it was directed by the legendary steven spielberg (laughs) who won best director that year Mm -hmm. and everybody was referring to saving private ryan in like the reviews of the film and also audiences as like the great american film so obviously it was going to win i don't think that what they were expecting was sort of um harvey weinstein's uh like what do you call that like his skills like his entrepreneurial skills Mm to campaign for Miramax for his pictures and how to sway the voters and they actually refer to 
uh, Shakespeare in Love Best Picture win as Harvey Weinstein's. And I mean, that's a completely different conversation. He's a total piece of shit. But this is Harvey Weinstein's. Yeah, what what happened? What did he do? (laughs) Imagine you literally had no idea. Like you just show up to a graveyard like, what happened? (laughs) What? Or like you show up at like the 9-11 like memorial, like what's go what? I just saw Home Alone 2 lost in New York. What where is it? I am living um, under a, a minor rock, because uh, my little baby. Um but how old is how old is your bebe now? Eight months, but he's asleep, so at months. Like, yep. Wow. Little baby. A little baby. A little baby. Yeah, oh my god, so like I Oh, well, that's good. And also, um, for all the listeners, um, Liz's uh, special friend, man, baby daddy, it's his birthday today. So it's very special that she's recording with us right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm more important. Uh, <laughs> I've known you longer. But I'm very grateful that you were able to take time to sort of join this because... Um, Okay, well, first of all, anyway, going back to Harvey Weinstein just for a second here, they, they were saying that this was like his finest achievement, his finest mm-hmm. work in his entrepreneurial campaign for the Oscars because Miramax was kind of like this indie studio in the 80s that like mm-hmm. rose to be one of like the most powerful. And it's just really troubling because Miramax has some of like my favorite movies. And um, just to know that Harvey Weinstein and like all the things that he did and he's associated with it, it like it's not that it like ruins the movie but it's like every time i you see miramax no if you just want to enjoy yeah. um yeah i know what you're saying i know what you're saying for sure um but he so he had won you know best picture and um to be perfectly honest with you it was a big reason by gwyn it was a big reason why gwyn powell mm-hmm. won mm-hmm. best actress because he swayed the voters he knew how to campaign right. and he just the fact that he he beat um, so Shakespeare in Love is actually regarded as one of the worst Best Picture Oscar winners <laughs> like of all time, and everyone was like Saving Private Ryan like obviously there's a um, war in it so she win yes <laughs> there's explosions and guns and pits and yeah all that um, Best Actor went to Roberto uh, Benini I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong uh, Best Supporting Actor was James Coburn and Best Supporting Actress was Judy Dench for only being in oh, Shakespeare Lord. in Love for yeah. eight minutes another victory for well Judy Dench but also you know Harvey Weinstein as well <laughs> um, I just I, I gotta say though just to like you know the Best Picture category um, I can totally see why everybody would much prefer Saving Private Ryan but to be honest with you I if it's it's like a personal choice, I realize this is like a different mm-hmm. kind of podcast, but like as a personal choice, I would have picked Shakespeare in Love over Saving Private Ryan. Because it's like you said before, I forget which episode and who are you chatting with, but um, about, you know, because I would consider this a, com- a romantic comedy, right? Yeah. And it's pretty rare that something funny wins. I well, think... Well, prior to, prior to this movie... I think it was Annie Hall in 1978 that won the best picture that was a comedy because it's like, of course, like always a drama. So, you know, you're right. It like never happens. So, yeah, I know know what you're saying. It's like to have something really light and kind of airy and goofy like we're going to talk about. um, (laughs) Goofy, goofy Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Goofy, I know. 
Goopy Goop. Are, are you are you subscribed to Goop? Obviously. And I watched. Are you really? <laughs> I don't. I don't like. You know, it's more. That is like where I go to for my. You know, some people read Daily Mail. I like right. to see what the new most expensive face cream is that I cannot have or whatever. But it's just <laughs> um, as like a tastemaker, I just enjoy. And then I I know I can um, try to emulate the budget version. <laughs> and uh, it's aspirational. Okay. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's like the grass is always green. Oh, I want it real bad. Um, yeah, you're just fucking looking at all these things like, I won't buy it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So it's kind of, it's a fun way to like escape. We'll see. Okay. Talking about goop. Um, I, listen, I can't really like comment. I don't really know goop like that well, but I do know that they like got in trouble like a long time ago because they were like giving out like really, really, um dangerous advice yeah about like like, putting women in in like shock because they were like putting things in their pussy or something oh yeah no it's true and the the tough thing is is like the argument from their side was like well we have in no way shape or form um claimed that we are you know this is sound medical advice these are just you know trends and we're talking about uh like trends basically and then it's up to the public, whether they're going to be like, you know what, that sounds good, down the hatch <laughs> or up the hatch, whatever. But and then, the- and then who's, who's to blame? It's uh, Goop. It's their fault because it's like, well, I saw this article that you could put this in your pussy, and um, <laughs> it's good. So it's very, you know. And then Gwyneth's fucked or whatever, because then it, that's all that's going to be um, on the internet is like, you know. Read the fine print. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, I think that if you're taking medical advice from an email newsletter, I think that you need to really, yeah, (laughs) you need to reconsider your life choices. Um, But I, well, what was the latest thing that she had come out? It was like the, the, the pussy candle. Yes. Her badge candle. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I have this, I have this morbid curiosity. Like I'm like, I need to know what this smells like. You know what it should have been? It should have been fucking scratch and sniff. Yeah. Right. Okay, next. I don't know, like, <laughs> but is it is it like perfumey? Is it like sweaty? Really like, what is I it? I want to own it for myself, but I take a whiff just for free. <laughs> I feel like my next episode, I should I should just like order it and then just like on my next episode, like talk about like oh, you know what? I'll get you on the next episode yeah, and then we'll just yeah, yeah. we'll like waft it <laughs> and we'll be like I'm getting notes of uh, notes of gym sweat. Do you get gym sweat? Oh my God, I'm gonna, uh, no, it's gonna be like. Cold press yoga sweat dripping from the g- hot coals in the sauna. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. With like oak wood from Italy. Yeah, obviously. But I'm going to definitely I'm getting notes. rub a little of the candle I'm getting- between my fingers and put it on my earlobes and call it. <laughs> I love it. That. Okay, fine. Done. Deal. Um. Well, let's just. Anyway, enough about um vag candles. Um. <laughs> um it's just so fun. Okay, well, I feel like Gwyneth was literally like, the public the public wants this. Mm-hmm. Like, they need this. They're just, they've been begging me, and I'm just giving them what they want. So let's talk about these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just jump right into Meryl Streep in One True Thing. Yes. Had you seen this movie before? Yes, and um, 
I'm going to let you go first only because I watched this movie longer ago. It was December. I happened to watch it. Um, and I think as you talk about it, I'll remember some of the things. But, um, but oh, my God, I think it gave me postpartum depression. I was so <laughs> a wreck after. Um, yeah. But, um, but Meryl was great. Uh, Renee um, was a little like all black wearing Howdy. city girl and um yeah the dad just bummed me out but like do you oh want to go first because okay, yours is a little more fresh and i'll bounce off well first of all i love the soundtrack it had a lot of great sax there was some great sax scenes and um <laughs> at first because I, whenever i go into to older movies like this mm-hmm. um well first of all okay Right out the gate, I'm actually shocked that I have never seen this movie or even heard of this movie before. And I'm kind of surprised that it's not one of her more, like, celebrated performances. I mean, yes, she was nominated. But I don't like to watch a movie knowing what it's going to be about. I like to kind of just let it unfold in front of me. Do you know what I'm saying? Not too many trailers. And... Yeah, so when I started watching, yeah, so I started watching the movie and then I see Renee Zellweger and I was like, oh, I was like, I never knew that Renee did a movie with Meryl. Okay. And then she kind of was like, you know, gloomy and like a know it all. And I'm like, okay, like that's her character. And then when she like got to um, her mom's house, to Meryl Streep's house, she comes out dressed like little Bo Peep. I love But I didn't. I know, and I didn't know that it was, like, a costume party, so I thought that the movie was going to be about this, like, insane woman that thought that she was, like, a child. And you're like, oh, that's why Renee is so pissed. She's going to her... Yes. (laughs) I was like, okay, Meryl. Like, freaking Julia and Julia. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, she's, like, reprising her role (laughs) from the fucking Simpsons when she played... um, Jessica on The Simpsons, like Bart's, it was Reverend Lovejoy's daughter. Oh. That's Meryl Streep. And so I thought like, oh, like she's playing another like child. Oh. And and then obviously like that's. It did like, obviously it got like super cancery, but like I literally (laughs) thought that I was like buckling in for like a movie about an insane woman. Right. You're like, oh, poor thing. Like she doesn't know any better. And then then she's like, actually, it's a party for my deadbeat dad, I think. Was it her dad's birthday? Yeah, it was William Hurt's birthday. And do you remember the scene whenever like the mom and the dad were like being like so overly romantically affectionate in front of the kids? I was like, oh my God. Like, I would have called the police. (laughs) I would be like, um, like, this has to be illegal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's my mom. Do you know, I just, I don't know. And, like, okay, so there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of, like, really gross affection in part. But the thing is, like, it's Meryl. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved her. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was really sweet. It turned into... Oh, you just get obviously so disappointed by Renee's dad. And um, and when we were watching it, we are both so angry about him calling Renee. And uh, I don't remember the characters' names. And uh, you have to move back home. There's no other option. And it was kind of like, why not? Like, it was kind of a sudden, very, you have to leave your work. You have to move back home. Yeah, so I definitely, like, resented the dad most of the time. Oh, he was like a complete piece of shit. But uh, it was so sweet how, you know, Meryl, she was just doing her best and she played that so beautifully. And I can't remember the quote exactly, but she said something about like thinking about maybe leaving him, but how 
But then you wake up in the morning and you smell the coffee and you hear your kids and like you can right. do another day or whatever. Um, she was just doing it for Renee and I forget how many siblings she had, but. She had her brother, but whenever, okay, but oh, okay, I'm sorry. I did not buy that bullshit. Like when she was like, you smell the coffee and then you see his big stupid face and then suddenly you're like, it's fine. Just sleep it under the rug. Just develop a drinking problem, whatever. I didn't like that, but it was just, the, it was more that she was trying so hard. And I guess like what year, I don't know, what, was it supposed to be 98 also? Or was yeah. it, Okay. So, oh no, this took place in like the 80s, I think. Okay, so then it was Wasn't it? Um, shit, I'm blanking, but I have a I thought for some reason it was earlier than when it was filmed and so it was more like yeah, it probably wasn't super common for a housewife to reach out for help or to want to have something like that be public and she's just really Yeah. doing her little that's best. That's true. But um, That's true. But no, like you do have to watch it. Yeah. Like, get a backbone, bitch. But yeah. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, she was just going through a really hard thing and yeah, doing her little best. What I didn't really like though is I, I did kind of feel, and I don't know maybe if you kind of got this too, it felt a little like anti feminist at first. Like oh, Renee's sure. character was like the businesswoman, the career woman, mm-hmm. and it just kind of like they just made her so sour and resentful. Yeah, I and I was like, oh, my God. And then they like, you know, like William Hurt, the dad, like makes Renee like live, you know, yeah, Meryl's like walk, you know, like walk in her shoes and like live her life and see how hard it is and give the the, you know, the dried up like bitchy career woman uh some perspective of how hard it is to be a a mom and to raise a family as the american values say and that kind of like like like, kind of annoyed me a little bit like i was like oh my god renee like you should you should already know that Mm -hmm. with like you grew up with your mother like you must have known how hard she was working super different 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 lifestyles there's kind of no point in comparing the two where was her dumb Mm -hmm. brother through all this is what we kept saying is like can he yeah. like come by and make her dinner one night or something? Like he just wasn't part of the solution at all. It was all on Renee's shoulders to like for some reason um, take care of her because she was the sister, and that seemed to be the only reason why she had to get plucked out of New York to do all that. It's so interesting to me though like i'm i'm not gonna name names but i actually know a man uh a a very academic you know well respected in his field man who actually really reminded me of william hurt Mm -hmm. like the character that he was playing and um the relationship that he had with his wife was very similar yeah and just I was watching the movie and um, I actually started becoming more resentful toward this person that I know, even though the movie is is obviously a lot worse. But like, I think the thing that was like the most disgusting fucking thing in the world was when you find out that he's like fucking like cheating on her, cheating on a woman dying of cancer. That's like (laughs) the most unforgivable thing. It's not recommended. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, that was really disappointing. Um Well, I remember like 
whenever that scene, the scene that I think about when I think about this movie is when she is in like the bathtub and she can't get out. And then she like has to like pull her out of the, and she's all frail and like shaking and crying. And she's like, I don't want to live like this. And oh my God, I'm like, uh, like I'm crying my eyes out. I've already had like three mimosas. I had like a vodka soda. Yeah. I'm literally like kind of half drunk watching this. I'm like bawling my, yeah. And oh my God. And I'm like crying. And the entire time I'm thinking Gwyneth Paltrow won over this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Like, Oh my god! I just... Can we talk about the Silent Night? Uh, everyone singing in the choir outside. Yeah. And how sad that was. I know. That Christmas Carol already like it can just be playing at Shoppers Drug Mart, and I'm like, oh. but when they <laughs> showed it like that, and just looking at her, and uh, oh my god, that one lady that like was sympathetic to Meryl, and she was like, "Don't, I'm fine." Like they they were looking at me yeah. in a in a way that I wasn't an equal anymore. All of their best right. friends. Right. And that I just feel like she just captured it that all of that so well. Like, do you remember? <laughs> the fucking guy, oh my god, like the fucking father was so stupid and literally did nothing to help. There was literally one scene where she was like dying in the living room and he came downstairs and he walked into the living room and he looked at her and I swear to God, I thought he was literally be like, Where's my dinner, bitch? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Like I was like, Where? Like, ugh, anyway. Okay, so I think that we are good on the Streepmeister, unless you have anything else that you would like to add. No, that's that's all for me. Amazing. Okay, so let's jump into Emily Watson for Hillary and Jackie. <laughs> the uh, this is a depiction of the famous cellist Jacqueline Dupré. Whoops, didn't know that before I started watching. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this movie or even seen it actually. Um at first I I'm not going to lie, I liked it after the first hour. The first hour when you were watching it from yeah. Hillary's oh yeah. perspective, yeah. which was also an Academy Award nomination for best actress in a supporting mm-hmm. role. Um uh Emily Watson playing Jackie I really, for the first hour of the movie, was like, why is she nominated? Yeah, no, same, 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 same. And um, you know how it says Hillary at first, and then they show her story? But it felt like it went on forever. So then by the time they wrapped up the Hillary part, I was so over it. And then the name Jackie popped up, and I was like, oh, we have to watch the second half now. <laughs> like, Because I just sort of f- forgot like that it was going to be, oh, right, um, we have to watch the other sister's perspective now. But no, I know. I and I remember um, it did get more interesting, but I would say that the way that the director chose to do that. So this, okay. First of all, so this was based on a real story, but apparently um, this was based on accounts from the younger brother's relationship and conversations with um, Jacqueline Dupre. And also is was somewhat loosely based on Hillary's, memoir 
of Jacqueline Dupre. But the people who were closest to Jacqueline Dupre Mm -hmm. actually hated this movie. Mm -hmm. And they said that it was not an accurate representation of who she was as a person. But they did say that Emily Watson's acting was amazing. Mm They said that they failed to capture her passion for music and who she really was as a person. You know, like it's, I think if you're watching a movie and you think that that is who the person was to a T, you're a friggin' idiot. No one will know that for sure. It's just an interpretation. It's a movie. I'm sure anybody who's ever watched um, a biographical movie will have feelings of like that to some degree. I didn't really, but um, like talking about how I just didn't really care about her character until we really saw her perspective. Um, I will say whenever she was talking, when she was portraying somebody that had MS, it was very believable and it was extremely heartbreaking. And for me, the scene that really was like, oh my God, was when she was playing um, like at a Mm -hmm. symphony and she couldn't stand up. Yeah. Oh my God. In front of everybody. Yeah. I felt like that was like the saddest fucking part. Um, And what is with in all of these movies, these like women dying and their piece of shit husbands like cheating on them. Yes. Gross. I know (laughs) there is a theme going on here. Um, I was so confused by the like, can I do your husband just for like a sec? And how the other sister was like, I mean, I guess like it was a little too, (laughs) the agreement happened way too swiftly. And um, that part confused me a lot. I know I literally, okay. Again, like to this movie, like I'm just going to say like this movie wasn't really Mm -hmm. my fave, but like, but again, like the acting performances, like, yeah, I can totally see like why they got nominated, but like literally like, I also was really confused about that because like it, in my opinion, was not very well handled. Like it wasn't clearly portrayed. Like it was like, okay, so she wanted like that that fucking scene where she was like naked in the woods, trembling, crying out for Dick. I'm like, girl, I have been there. Okay. But like, (laughs) so I was like, I have been there, but literally like, I thought when they were doing Jackie's perspective, they were going to explain like where that was coming from. But then when we saw her perspective, it kind of just seemed like she was just being a spoiled little bitch. And it's funny that that was her own perspective. It wasn't in a, um, coming from a place of not defending it, but, um, more understanding wasn't given to the audience. It was just like, yeah, but that's about what happened. Or like they also just skipped the forest scene, didn't they? And Jackie's part. I think so. And they never explained it. And it was really confusing. And then he Keep and her. then she like woke up one morning and she was like, Oh, Hillary, thank you so much for allowing me to sleep like with your husband. Now. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she's like, I just needed a good yeah. dicking. And then she's like, No problem, Jackie. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, probably don't let her light a fire with your kids next. I was just like, oh, my God. I know. Um, Do you remember whenever she, like, mailed them her laundry? That is such a power move. But then when she opened it, it was just revealed, like, I just wanted to smell home again. And like, oh, that's sweet. It was cute. 
fun. Yeah, before, it was first. Cute. It was like a spoiled brat, and then then it was kind of sweet. Do you remember whenever um, Hillary was like doing her like flute exam and she kept fucking up? <laughs> I swear to God, I expected her to just like snap it in half, like fuck. I don't even like the flute anymore. <laughs> but it was just like, oh my I just God, playing an instrument, a wind instrument, while trying not to cry would suck a bag of dick. <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't watch this anymore. And then, um, you know the the exam. I mean, and then how Kiffer was just waiting outside, like I want to book you, but I'll wait. It didn't also explain like how he was like obsessed with Hillary like pre-exam. Like he was like, "Are oh, you Hillary?" He's like, "I have work for you. You'll you'll come on tour with me." And then she was um, like, "I don't know who dad. you are." And then she like fails her exam, and I don't know. It, I, that was weird. Also, um, but okay, the one thing that I actually did like about this movie because overall, I will say that the acting performances deserve the nominations. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked um, Emily Watson in this movie. Um, I thought that she nailed a person like I I had so much sympathy for her character. I was on her journey with her and she was very real and very human. And I, I totally got the nomination. I didn't really care for the movie, but one part of it that I actually really did love was how they kind of demonstrated the relationship that you have to your art and how it's something that you have to maintain because it's like, part of you but like sometimes you can sort of resent it because she starts to become like resentful of her cello oh yeah and she's like it's like haunting her and like as a person who used to be like a professional illustrator and an artist it's like i understand that relationship with your art and how it's like this thing that's always there staring at you it's almost like that mm, book that you haven't judging you reading because you just, haven't yeah yeah so yeah exactly in the snow yeah, so they, and she was like, "I fucking hate you." The way they they made it to, um, oh my god, I, I we laughed when they after her big performance, that guy was like an anonymous donor. It was me. Um, here's this nice ass <laughs> cello. Don't let it get too hot. Don't let it get too cold. And she's like, "I won't." God, and like takes it. Um, and then she just does exactly what he told her not to do. It was a little bit like, okay, <laughs> thanks, thanks, movie, for helping me. Because I'm so stupid that I can't understand why wood can't go in the snow. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's this funny little moments like that where right it tries to help the audience too much, but it just makes you feel like a dumb bitch. A little, a little bit. I will. I will say though that um, yeah. I every honestly everything that I've kind of wanted to say about this, I've already mm-hmm. said. It's just. I didn't really like the movie very much, but I understood why she received a nomination for her performance and she did a great job. I agree. I agree with that. Not, yeah. Same, same thing. I don't think I would watch it again or like, or rave about Mm -hmm. it to others, but um, her performance was incredible. I did like the way that they ended it though, where it's like her on the beach talking to like her younger self. I like, I love that. That was corny. I like I like that part where she's like everything is going to be alright. I like to yeah, not from the beginning, but it was because it was confusing them. But you're like, I bet those two little girls are them, and I bet that lady all alone is fucking one of them in the future. <laughs> that was like the only part. But um, I know it has um, sentimental value. If you are good, let's move yeah. on to our next nominee. That's good. Okay, cool. Let's talk about some Kate Blanchett in mm-hmm. Elizabeth. 
this movie is named after you Um, Uh, as a however old i was 10 year old i remember seeing the movie poster and being like so badass because that poster (laughs) was so cool like sitting on her throne just kind of leaning to the side a little bit like i don't even care about being the queen it was like (laughs) i was so proud without being allowed to see the movie yet it was named after me (laughs) You're like, that's yep. great. Um, <laughs> With my bowl cut at Blockbuster. Well, <laughs> looking friggin' sweet. Um, well, okay. So anyway, jumping into Elizabeth. First of all, it was basically the entire exactly same cast yes. as Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> because you had Jeffrey Rush and you had um, Joseph Fiennes. And so, because mm-hmm. I watched them back to back and I was kind of high when I was watching yeah, them. So I was like, wait, is this like a really dark <laughs> sequel? <laughs> What's wait, happening? Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but... Um... In fucking Hillary and Jackie, the like uh, Spanish king or whatever was it? Yeah, and like another yeah. from Spain, and we're like, holy yes. fuck! Like, it was just the same cast all over the place that year. Anyway. Oh, actually, random fact. Um, because I okay, I totally spotted this. Like, I didn't look this up. The guy that played Theon Greyjoy, um, the dude who like gets his dick chopped off in Game of Thrones, has a cameo in this movie. He's like one. He's like a small boy, and like Jeffrey Rush is like asking like where <gasps> that like where Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I literally was like, I was like, wow, that guy really looks like Theon Greyjoy. So I like looked it up, and it was in him. In my notes, it just says, "I saw her bubbies." Oh wait, that was Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> wait. Yeah, that was Shakespeare. Yeah, that was Shakespeare in Love. Confusing. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> They're all kind of blurred together. Period it was like Elizabeth in I'm, Love. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm just a dumb person, but when I'm watching period pieces, I'm kind of like, "What's a lord? What's a duke?" And I have a really hard right time remembering this right. part. But anyways, okay. Well, no, but okay. First of all, like you know, this was before like bathing was invented, <laughs> so those sex scenes were like super I yummy. Think about that. Always, 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 always. <laughs> Just like sweaty bush all We don't want that vagina together. candle from the 16th century. <laughs> you really don't. You can keep Kate, it. Kate Blanchett. Um, okay, but anyway, Sorry, just talking about Kate Blanchett's performance. Um, <laughs> so, okay, first of all, this was actually one of four roles that Meryl Streep was turned down mm. for. Nicole Kidman was also considered for. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Blanchett got it I think speaks volumes because the thing about a lot of period movies is like they generally tend to be what's the word boring (laughs) and this was like a period movie that like I was I've seen this movie a million times I was invested Mm -hmm. like I was in from start to finish I loved the way that she plays the queen with with such strength and Mm -hmm. integrity but also when she needs to be vulnerable like she is like whenever she has no idea what she's doing it's like she demonstrates it well but yet also um like asks the right questions even though she's like what like who well uh because at that point jeffrey rush like wasn't her advisor Mm -hmm. yet but then like she was like listening to him and and like i don't know i she just played it like like such a but knew when to ask for help yeah and like she just played the character like such a badass Mm -hmm. and i just love this performance from her this was a star maker for her because no one really knew who she was at this point that's true like i'm trying to think of what else she was in before this she was in before what's that 
Yeah, no, yeah. like what she was in before. But like literally like from one queen to another, like good mm-hmm. job, bitch. <laughs> it's funny because like when I look back, when I think about it, yeah, like her performance was amazing and it was also very pulled back. And it's like sometimes when you're watching it, you're like, oh, she's not really doing very much. Like is this Oscar worthy and everything? But that's a whole other skill that not a lot of actresses have. Right. Like, you mean, like, because she's playing it so effortlessly yeah, that you're kind of like... Oh. Or the character isn't very flamboyant or excitable or anything. So it's like, how do you make... You know, I don't know how to explain. Well, don't forget, she's Australian. Mm-hmm. Like, she was doing, like, a proper British yeah. accent. And, like, like, oh, my God, I kept getting so annoyed whenever they kept asking her to, like, get married. Oh, yeah, like- like yeah. that got so annoying. Like I was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "No, I like that lord." Okay, that married lord, he's super hot. Oh my god, I can't. Um, back to like the bathing wasn't invented yet. Um, any any period piece, like the costumes are always incredible, but then the grooming is always not even because the poor people will like shut they'll have like brown teeth weird beards and then joseph fines comes out and he's his beard is like perfectly trimmed with a mock 5000 whatever (laughs) and white teeth nice eyebrows um some eye drops maybe and like obviously the heroin too but then everyone else just looks super gross and like major mascara eyelashes. Yeah, like, maybe she has They sparkle. Maybe it's maybe. His eyes, they sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Um, no, this is actually probably. Um, actually, I think this is probably my favorite movie that Kate uh, Blanchett has ever has ever been, and mm-hmm. I love her in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that she just. I mean, like we don't know who Queen Elizabeth was there's no point of reference Mm -hmm. and i think the way that she played it when i think of queen elizabeth it's like because queen elizabeth has been played many many Mm -hmm. times she was played by Catherine hepburn she was played by betty davis she was played by a lot of different actors and when and when i think elizabeth i think i think kate blanchett and i think about this role and judy uh judy oh yeah of course which is interesting because she won the oscar that that was the first time Mm. in oscar history that two different actresses were nominated for playing the same role same historical figure i didn't realize that isn't that isn't that that weird that's a fun um but uh yeah like do you have anything else to add about um kate not really no i i i uh, i loved it i agree with you strong performance and super memorable, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about our next nominee, Fernanda Montenegro for the movie Central mm-hmm. Station. So this was nominated for Best Actress and Best Foreign Language Film, and everybody thought that it would win Best Foreign Language Film. It had basically won it like at the, I think it was at the mm-hmm. Golden Globes and as well as the BAFTAs. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was. And... um. Fernanda Montenegro, this is the first time that um, a Brazilian actress was ever nominated for an Oscar. Um, She had submitted for the category um, since the 70s and never got nominated. Uh, She actually uh, was kind of the dark horse in this race. But I have a feeling the way that they chose 
to give her her victory and give her her Oscar was just by nominating her by being like your yeah. victory is that you were nominated kind of a wild because card, uh, among all the others it was really I know what you're saying I think well it's just kind of like historically the Academy Awards doesn't really um award and celebrate like foreign actresses mm-hmm. unless they're white right. and Latina women in Academy Award history, I think have only been nominated like three or mm-hmm. four times. And um, I think that to be nominated when you're like one of like three women to ever be nominated, I think it's like you have to be like better than right. all of them and like better than everybody else to, to be in this category. And it's it's really troubling, and it really just goes to show you about this whole, like, Oscars so white. Because when you go back and you watch, you know, a lot of these old films, you see, like, just how whitewashed mm-hmm. everything is and how they really don't have a lot of diversity. And remember, this is only going back, yeah, like, no, no, uh, just like 20 yeah, years. this is not that long ago. Um, Let's just jump sure. into Central Station. So what did you think? I'd never seen this movie before and I hadn't heard of it either. So um, I really, really love this one. I think this might have been my favorite of the five. And it was just a really sweet okay. story. And I, I loved her character um, and how she turned around and made you love her and really root for her. Um, she was so believable as like, the grumpy like lady down the hall from you kind of person and i wasn't expecting her to go on this huge quest to reunite this boy with his family it was really i really loved it i really really loved this movie as well i'm not going to lie i really hated it at Mm -hmm. first because her character is so unlikable Mm -hmm within the first like 30, 40 minutes. But that was, um, I I feel like that was a character choice by Fernanda because of all of the performances, I would say um, it was the most real. That's how I felt. Mm -hmm. Like I felt, yeah, like I felt like I was watching a real person. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I was watching like a like an actor. I didn't feel that way at all. I think that's why I find it so powerful. It's like that's just a lady, like Mrs. Dora, is just yeah, like a really grumpy lady who I know, and takes on this incredible job of helping this little boy. But yeah, she just it, you're right. It just seemed like you're watching a real person. It, and I think, I think that that really speaks to the performance yeah, because, so. because it literally was just like, yeah, like I, I really see. Okay, okay, going back mm-hmm. to the conversation that we were having about William Hurt mm-hmm. being so unlikable, yeah. but then just being a total piece of shit. Where it's like with he her, it's like she himself. was really unlike. Exactly, where like in in this, it was like she was unlikable, but then she would have like moments like. <laughs> The part that broke my fucking heart was whenever she like was like hitting on the trucker <gasps> and then he left and he was like, I cannot have a beer because of the Lord. Okay, bye. <laughs> he just kind of drove away <laughs> and she like split her beer with him and she was like, ooh, maybe I can make a boyfriend out of all this. Um, but then that was very like, oh, she really does 
just want to find love in some form, whether it's through this little boy or, and I was kind of mad at the boy. Like, I know he's just a kid, um, but I was getting so frustrated with how often he was like, you look better with lipstick and you would look a lot better if you uh, dressed a little nicer. I'd be like, (laughs) shut up, you're 10 and she doesn't have to take you on. But I'm like, okay, he's a child, he's a child, he's a child, it's fine. But, um, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, it was an interesting uh conversation about the expectations of female people and all yes so i thought the writing was amazing Mm -hmm. it it was one of those things where these two random misfits kind of just like helped each other's characters grow and they got them to where they needed to be um i also have never heard the name josue before i like love that name (laughs) josue and um, that final scene on the bus where Aww. she's writing that letter and she's acknowledging like how they've helped each mm-hmm. other and that they have to go their own way. Oh my God, I was like yes, bawling. I love that so much. That that felt like you were a passenger on the bus watching yeah. her, but you somehow knew, knew her whole backstory. But that was such a raw, sweet scene and how they both looked through their little viewfinder at the same time. <laughs> it's so cute. It was so cute. And I feel like Fernanda Montenegro play. It just goes to show like her artistry as an actor Mm -hmm. because she really made that character unlikable at first. Mm -hmm. And even kind of throughout, like she, it wasn't really until like, I would say like the third act of the film that you were kind of like, Hey, this woman is, I really don't understand. Like why, like what is her problem? But then you're like, no, like she's had a really hard yeah, life. Yeah, she definitely showed um, the perfect example of what tough love is to yeah. this little boy, and in a yeah, in a really realistic way. Because at first, and she was like, I got a TV. I don't care if they sell his organs. Get out of here! <laughs> like to her roommate, it was yeah. like, this horrible woman, and I wasn't prepared to care for her like I did at the end. Um. I just, this movie kind of surprised me a little bit. And um, it really, for me, was in the last 20 minutes Mm -hmm. of the film. I'm not even joking because I really, I really wasn't a fan because everyone was annoying me. And then by the end of the movie, it like all comes together and you're like, oh my God. And then I was like bawling. Everybody wins you over. And yeah, that's how I felt. Oh my God. Um, Yeah, I love that one. Okay. Well, should we, should we talk about Gwyneth? Yes. So many thoughts. Shakespeare. So many thoughts. Okay, so first of all, okay, Gwyneth, I'm sorry, honey, but like Harvey Weinstein won that Oscar for yeah. you. Um, I actually think that she did a good job mm-hmm. because as much as I wouldn't, I I mean, not like a spoiler to like the final mm-hmm. ending, but I mean, like, I just, I really don't think she deserved this Oscar. And if she was nominated, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, because I do have to remember that I fucking love this movie. Yes. Yeah. And that is to the acting. Yes. One of my notes here says uh, there are so many memorable supporting characters. I actually sort of forgot to study Gwyneth because there's so <laughs> everybody, not everybody else, but there were a lot of other people that outshined her mm-hmm. and her character um, kind of reminded me of like a high school production a little bit, how she 
was playing her character. One hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> it literally was like I'm very aware that I'm watching Gwyneth. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Everybody said that the, this Oscar race was down to Gwyneth Paltrow and Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. because they had basically they were neck and neck right. for awards because. Uh, the Golden Globes, she had won, Gwyneth had won for comedy, and then uh, Kate Blanchett had won for drama, and then Kate Blanchett won the BAFTA. Mm-hmm. So for the mm-hmm. Academy Award, it really was like, round. yeah, who like who really will who really will win this? Um I will say that again, Harvey Weinstein Miramax spent five million dollars on this campaign. Mm-hmm. It is fully credited to Harvey Weinstein and his marketing skills yeah. of why she received this Oscar, but you know what? Like it's a business. Yeah. As silly. It exactly. It is a business. I am a person who has been on the receiving end of an award. And I know for a fact that the only reason why I got it was because I campaigned Mm -hmm. for it and I got the most Mm -hmm. votes. It has nothing to do with like, I was more talented or I was more deserving. And that's the thing about these Mm -hmm. award shows. That's so funny is it's like, they really are. And I've said this before. They're just bowling trophies. Mm -hmm. They don't mean anything. It's there having an Academy Award doesn't mean that you're a better actor than someone else. It just means that like the majority of people thought that you did a really great job. Yeah. And all of it, a lot of it is it's just more publicity and stuff for the general public. It's a lot of people still don't see it that way. It's just like, yeah, yeah. it's just more. That's right. More promo. And um, at the time, a big part of the reason why she had won was because they were kind of advertising Gwyneth Paltrow as like this generation's Audrey Hepburn. Oh, really? Because they were, she was like the <laughs> it girl. Yes. And most of the things that I actually have about Gwyneth and all of the mm-hmm. notes and stuff like that was really just the research that I had done into uh, this campaign. Because again, like, I just, when I'm watching this movie, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, there are other movies that I really liked you in. I love you in this movie. But in terms of like the actual acting, in my mm-hmm. opinion, it was extremely one note. Yeah. Even when she was playing like the boy, yeah, she literally Kent. always, <laughs> yeah, voice. she, Thomas Kent. same voice. It was maybe a little bit lower. And she literally was in every scene always enchanted. She was always captivated. Yeah. She yeah. was always like, Oh, oh, and it was like every single scene. Yeah. Um, I will give her credit that she actually did a pretty good British actress, uh, Br- a British yeah. accent. Um, she did a good British actress. Uh, she <laughs> did a good British. Yeah, she did a good British um accent. But like, she just put on the teeniest, it, tiniest sticker goatee and was like, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, I know it was. Uh, yeah, I just. It is. I mean, also at the same time, like I, we do have to remember, like it was a very different kind of role than something a little bit more demanding, like, you know, uh, playing Elizabeth uh, or, Mm. which by the way, Judi Dench, like playing Elizabeth in that movie was like, wow. One of my Um, favorite lines is when she's standing there and all the mud and the puddles and the guys are too slow to put their capes on the ground for her to walk on. She's like, too late, too late. (laughs) And just, do you know what i actually don't know but i think that that was like a callback to uh the oh god the 1956 betty davis movie Mm. the virgin queen where she played because there's a scene where she stands in front of like a puddle Mm -hmm. of water and she like waits for the men to like Mm. put down 
there. Or and then, yeah, I'm like, was that like a callback oh, to that? I don't know. I love that scene. But again, but with Gwyneth in this, it was a different kind of yeah. role. It didn't require as much from her, mm-hmm. but um, I can see why she was nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that she because again, I I love this movie. I love to watch this movie. And I think that that's I think that that does speak to the performance. I think so too. And and it really was such a special cast as a whole. So when I was thinking about this, I was trying 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 to isolate like am I looking at just Gwyneth? But I couldn't stop thinking about how everybody else was impacting how I felt about the film as a whole. Like Colin Firth with his little Elton John, George Michael, one earring, <laughs> being such a dickhead. Right. Um, right. Affleck, um, just, oh my God, he was so annoying in this movie. I don't have movie. a note for him. I just have the emoji of the person laughing with tears coming out of their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I shall play Mercutio. It was really bad. <laughs> Even her nurse. Yeah, I, I agree. loved her nurse. Non. And like how she, I loved her. Umbridge? Her oh, yeah. When she was watching the final performance and she's so moved, even though she obviously, like, she's just been watching Gwyneth prepare for this this whole time and she was bawling her eyes out during her performance. It was very supportive and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so I don't know, like do you think are you think we're ready to reveal who we think should have won the Oscar? I feel ready, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. So uh you will actually go before me. So please let me know who you think sh- the Oscar should have gone to for best actress in 1999. I think the Oscar should have gone to Fernanda Montenegro for all the reasons we were just saying. She felt like I was watching a real person and watching her character evolve from an, you know, an unlikable, older, jaded single lady to really sweet, um, caring, mother-like figure to this little boy that she had no connection to, I thought was... Yeah, that was my favorite performance out of all of them. And I feel I'm glad that it won other awards, like you were saying. But um, like you say, I think it was a movie that kind of got thrown into the mix as sort of a, um, not a wild card, but just like, okay, you're nominated. That's good enough. Um, but I exactly. I never heard of it until we did this um, episode. So that probably speaks volumes too. I love that. Okay, so then I will go ahead and reveal who I think should have won. So, uh, oh my gosh, this is actually really difficult mm-hmm. for me because I really, I I could literally pick three people. <laughs> this is... This one this this was a really, really tough yeah. year. Um it's for sure not Gwynpow. Mm-hmm. Like it's for sure not Gwynpow. Um but I okay. Okay. I think that the Oscar should have gone to Kate Blanchett in Elizabeth. Oh. So 
okay, this is a, yeah, this is really hard for me because it literally just comes down to personal preference Mm -hmm. just because the, okay, first of all, I thought that it kind of should have gone to Meryl Streep just because like, I I never even heard of this Mm -hmm. movie. And when I saw it, I was like, holy shit. And just when I was really young, I had um, my babysitter, uh, she died of Mm -hmm. cancer. And I remember I saw her before she died and she like essentially raised Mm me. And um, I saw her before she died and she looked so frail and just, and it was just watching this movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, like just you, wow. That plus the hair and makeup, everything. um, Yeah. Just everything was wow. And then Fernanda Montenegro, I... Did she run her up for you? It basically was like a tie between Kate Blanchett and Fernanda Montenegro, but I actually refused to do ties no, on this yeah. show. <laughs> um, but basically, for me, it I would have selected Fernanda Montenegro. It's the only reason why I didn't, because... Her acting was so real. I thought that her artistry was absolutely amazing. The only reason why I'm not selecting her was just because I didn't really care for her Mm -hmm. until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. And I did find it a bit difficult to watch. Like in the middle, I was kind of just like, okay, like this movie needs to get, it was starting to Mm -hmm. lose me a little bit. And um, I understand the it was really, they were trying to show like the realism about the situation. And I fully love that artistry about yeah. it. But Kate Blanchett was such a powerhouse in this from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And she showed the growth of this, you know, princess to a full on yeah. queen who like just was a total badass. And I have seen this movie so many times. And I think it's one of, I think it's like her best performance ever. And, um, so it was a really difficult decision, but I'm going to, I have to say Kate nice. Blanchett. I love that one too. Yeah. All right. Well, that oh, wraps really up fun. another episode of Best Actress. Uh, just to let you guys know, we have a new episode every two weeks available on Thursdays. Please live, 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 laugh, love. <laughs> live your life. Please live your life. <laughs> Leave us a review on iTunes. Please subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your gay friends. I'm sure they're into it. And uh, yeah, well, thank you guys so much. And Liz, thank you so much for being a My guest. My pleasure. It was so fun. Thank All you. All right. See you guys next time. Bye.